Good morning, good morning, world, um, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that have taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. Um, thank you for joining us uh, for yet another fun field season here on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast as we embark on our second episode with our guest for this morning. And so, yes, world, we are back like a shark attack, back like we left some back like we ain't got no clothes on our back and for the world is a better place when the early morning sports talk podcast is taking place and so thank you all for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that have taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week it is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend as a reminder that every week we always like to remind our audience uh that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page on Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And you can see that on the bottom of our screen as well, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Goodman, and Jones, as well as our guest for this weekend, the beautiful and elegant Miss Ariana Emanuel Wright, in which later we will give you all information on where you can find and follow her. Today is August 19th of 2023, we have seen yet another fascinating week in the sports world, where we saw the Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs, take one apiece in the Chicago Crosstown Classic Series, in which in the ninth inning of the second game of a hard-fought contest, the Chicago Cubs pulled off a walk-off victory to not only strongly position themselves in a position for the NL wildcard, but also take a step in the right positioning for the NL Central. Additionally, James Harden publicly bashed his boss, Daryl Morey, stating he does not want to be a part of an organization that is attached to Daryl Morey, in which, as of yesterday, he stated that his relationship with the Philadelphia 76 organization is beyond repair. The 2023 Rumor World Cup uh, comes to a conclusion as England will face off against Spain, and also congratulations to Sweden, who took care of Australia for the bronze medal, as well as the 2023 FIBA World Championships taking place and that competition beginning soon, later in the month of August. And so with that being said, introducing our guest for this morning, uh, our sister, Mrs. Emmanuel Wright. Uh, she has quite the resume. And so welcome again uh, to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast uh, for the second time. So Ari, y'all joined us back in June, and it was a fantastic conversation we have with this young lady. And so, uh, just as a background for Emmanuel, um, or Ari, we call her, um, she has quite an extensive background. She is from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, she's a very young lady that is very accomplished, um, educational-wise, et cetera. She has four degrees, an associate's in exercise science, bachelor's in psychology, an MS in EDS, and career counseling. Uh, she has been honored um, as an All-American uh, Academian um, at the University of North Florida, and that is fantastic. Uh, she trains youth, acts, travels, and manages two businesses, um, and she just grows in whatever she does. Um, she is partnering with uh, Shoe Labels, Moolah Kicks, um, a female shoe brand, um, and she is uh, playing um, in the Atlanta Entertainment Basketball League, and so Although, yes, it's on break, Ari, and I know you told us you are, you are still a part of that uh, league and that organization. Um, she was a player in that league where she averaged 15 points per game, four rebounds per game, and two assists. Uh, she is a 2023 Women's Drew League nominee. 
2023 WNBA Pro Hoops Combine, 2022 FIBA League Top 3 Player, and a 2021 Athletes Unlimited Tryout. Uh, she is, um, as you can see on the highlights, a three-way scorer and quick in transition, superior rebounder and jumping ability, magnetic energy. She is unselfish, and she is an active defender. And the one great thing that I love about your resume, Ari, is that you are a JUCO product. That's fantastic. And yeah. so uh, she just finished her season in the ABL. She has trained uh, with various, um, you know, profound people. Uh, she is also a WABA All-Star as well, where she averaged 15 points per game, six boards, two assists, and two steals. Uh, and she played for the Richmond Roadrunners. And I remember that, Art, because I, re I watched our last episode, and um, I remember you were talking about the WABA. And so yeah. she's trained with Jamison Thomas, Atlanta Dream Player Development Coach, Amar Stark, Chicago Sky Player Development Coach, Taja Cole. Uh, she's a WNBA AU player. Jaja Cole, WNBA AU player, uh, Paris Blackwell, Derek trainer, Milton Chavez, John Walls trainer, Hugo Rears, WNBA NBA trainer, as well as Jordan Lawley, uh, who is a WNBA NBA trainer, and then Doran David, a Canadian WNBA NBA trainer. And so she has quite a background. And so she's also into business, uh, Eric Consultant. Uh, this is her firm. And then AK1. Uh, she has coaching experience, um, and she does a lot for the youth, including the junior wizards, et cetera. Um, that's fantastic. And so we are grateful to be a part of her media coverage. She has quite an extensive background of media coverage, and it's great to see that she rocked with us on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast after rocking with various uh, brands. And so fantastic. Um, and so with that being said, Ari, uh, we thank you again for joining us uh, on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Welcome back. And, of course, as we do all our guests, sisters, we want to ask you, how are you this morning? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Great start to the day. I'm just excited just for another, you know, week ahead of me. You know, I think that I'm just extremely um, honored just to even be here to share my story, but also just bless to just have these all these opportunities and, you know, not be afraid to take these risks and, you know, um, just be ready. Because I think that's one of the things that I've just learned in my life. Um, you know, you ask you ask for things, you know, you, you mm -hmm. want to be in these rooms. But when it comes, it's always when you least expect it, you know, and so you always just have to be ready for your moment. Yes, that is very true. Yes. And so thank you again for joining us on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And next, introducing my brother from another mother and one of my partners on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, uh, Brandon. I'm doing fantastic. How's everyone? Yes, sir. Pretty good. Yes. Yes. Great. Thank you. Yes. And additionally, introducing our partner here on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast and our other brother from another mother, Mr. Ann Jones, a.k.a. Rod Tidwell. Mr. Ann Jones, my bro, what it do? How you doing? How you doing? How's everybody? It's a beautiful morning. Just ready to discuss some sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great. Yes. And by the way, Ari comes to us, y'all, as a representation of She Knows Her Sports LLC, which is associated with our sister, Helen Bohanna. Good morning to you, Mrs. Helen Bohanna. We look forward to conversing with you and chopping it up with you this morning via Facebook as well as within the near future. And so with that being said, let's get right into it. And so we want to know, Mrs. Ariana Manuel-Wright, 
who is she and basically what is she currently up to? Um, you are our guest, but we want to make sure we take the time to get to know you and see what you're up to, what things you're doing. And so what are you up to? Uh, what's going on in your life? Um, and just who is Emmanuel? On a, who is Ari? Who is Ari? Let's just like, who is Ari? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, just again, listening, all those things. It's just amazing what the past year has been like for me. Um, I would say just the other day on Wednesday, I traveled back down to Gainesville, Florida, because I actually went to junior college first for my uh, to start my college career. And so I went to Santa Fe College. Um, and so I was invited back by my coach to present to this, this college athletes there because um, they're about to start their new semester, new year with sports, all that. Um, and so I presented to, uh, yeah, baseball, women's basketball, men's basketball and volleyball. And I pretty much, you know, just took 15 minutes to share my story, you know, to talk about, you know, the concept of failure um, and how it can help us grow. Um, I think I, I remember that video by Giannis and he kind of talked about failure. And personally, I didn't agree with it <laughs> because I think it has being able to recognize those downfalls, to recognize those moments where I was just like very, you know, you, you know that when you're just you're down, like you feel as though you can't move forward. And I know for me personally, I have this move forward um, type of mindset. And I talked about all the, you know, bad times that I had. I, I think that it's easy to share all the accomplishments, but, you know, there on social media, there's not really, I think there's not a space where people just kind of talk about all the, you know, no's that they've had. And so I really just enjoy being able to talk about um, my story from being in junior college, starting college at 17 to, you know, now being 25 and having all these th amazing things that I've just been able to accomplish. Um, and so, yeah, doing that, uh, I work at the University of Richmond full time. So I'm about to start the new school year with the students, have some um, great programming planned. Um, and then I think, you know, as of now, like I'm slowly trying to work myself in, ter in terms of the background of sports. And so that's why I've been doing a number of like coaching and operational based roles um, within the sports industry. Um, so like, for example, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, they had their first ever virtual sales academy. And so mm -hmm. I was able to complete that. Um, it was a very competitive application process, like over 300 applicants. And I was selected as one of the 80 to complete like that um, academy. Mm -hmm. um, I recently also traveled down to Memphis. Um, there was something that's called the College Basketball Academy. So they have the top high school athletes there. Um, and this was the first one for the women's side. And so pretty much, you know, you have these top high school athletes, AAU teams. They had the USA three versus three, like women, uh, girls team, Canada team. And then, you know, big college co coaches recruiting. And so they had like Kim Mulkey there, Don Staley, um, a lot of like just top names. I was able to connect with some of my college coaches that I had, um, but I wasn't, you know, coaching there, but I was mm -hmm. doing the operations, you know, things that nobody wants to do. And so, you know, working 16 hour days, just doing all of those um, little tasks, but very big in terms of keeping the gym in order. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just very humbled. I'm, I mean, I I think that out of whatever like, again, whatever opportunity I see, I'll just apply for it. You know, even if I get a no, I'm thinking about the next opportunity. So, yeah, right now, you know, I'm doing career, like, development field. 
full time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also just I got my toes in into the sports industry too, with little things here and there. Mm, yes, that is fantastic. Uh, you definitely have a great background, uh, Ari, and that's really good to see uh, what you're currently up to right now. Um, yeah. And so additionally, we want to know, Ari, um, if, you know, a person wanted to get to know Ari, um, I kind of got an idea, me, Jamar, Ian, um, but if a person wanted to know you, what would, like, what, what are some of your character traits? Like, what would they, what would you tell a person if they wanted to get to know you? Yeah, um, I would say automatically, I'm a really good listener. Um, I think that it's in like an actual active listener. Um, if somebody's coming to me and they want to talk about what they have going on, I'm not trying to interrupt. I'm not trying to listen to respond. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go into a conversation and somebody's talking and they're already thinking about what they're going to say or like, oh, this is what happened to me. This is what I do. And it's not about that. I think mm-hmm. um, I really... I just really like to be interpersonal and really if you I'm really good one on one. So if like you're taking the time to talk to me, I'm not the best at small talk. I hate it personally. Mm. (laughs) So I I really want to have genuine conversations because I think in this world, it's just um, everything's just so fast paced. And I think in a conversation, kind of like a phone call, I love phone calls rather than text because I can actually hearing your voice You say you're good, but I I can tell you're not, you know, so. Mm say that I'm very intuitive, um, instinctual. Uh-huh. Um, I think at this point of my early career, I'm very direct and I'm very confident in myself, um, just based on the work that I put in in terms of my education, um, my basketball career, like I put in so much work. And so I have to be confident in myself so that I can continue to be successful. But also, I just don't like sugarcoating things. I, I think in my working roles or just whatever I'm doing, I'm having a conversation like I'd rather just address things head on because I think sometimes people hold on to these grudges they hold on to what they actually feel about you but for mm-hmm. me I'd rather you just tell me even if it's nasty or negative because I right. won't move on you know and so yeah. I make mistakes so tell me call me out so that we can you know correct them move on yeah correct it solve it because I, I will say that's another thing I'm very solution oriented you know mm-hmm. I don't like to have a problem and if I'm able to control the situation, you know, control what we can control, then, you know, that's going to cause issues in the future, you know, mm-hmm. so, like that. I feel like just kind of describe who I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I just figured out something. Woo. All right. Jamar and Ann know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yes, even you are. <laughs> All right. It's so great. Speaking of Ari, right now you are in Atlanta Entertainment Basketball League. Um, we just want to know you had an, a, a pretty good season here. I mean, you dropped 14 points per game. Um, you got a, a number of assists. Um, you, you could definitely defend from uh, your stats. Um, and so, uh, 14 boards, I mean, uh, four uh, rebounds per game, two assists, um, 15 points per game. Um, and you can get buckets. So I'm curious, Ari, um, what was that experience like this season at the AEBL? Um, because uh, 15 points per game is pretty hard if you play even at the um, local gym. You know, I average about two points per game. Um, and so <laughs> you, you drop a 15 points per game. 
And so I'm just curious to know, like, uh, what was that experience like for you playing that league? Yeah, I mean, I think that that league. So the way actually to kind of go back. Um, so Helen, you know, my agent, she she made amazing. She actually shared the opportunity for me to try out for the league. So they posted on their social media that they were hosting tryouts. Um, so this was a couple months ago. Um, you know, and one thing about me, you know, I, and I was talking about with the students, I think it's so easy for us to invest our money into like shoes and clothes, et cetera. But I always like to invest my money into an experience. And so um, I found out about the tryout last minute and, you know, it was the best $400 I ever spent to fly down to Atlanta to try out. You know, and for me personally, you know, investing that money when I went into that gym, like I was like, okay, I have to go off because I already don't spend this money one, but also I really want to do this. Like I want to have a great summer playing in this mm-hmm. league. Um, and it's funny because like it was a lot going on that day, like flying in, my phone didn't turn back on. Like my phone just like completely it was an iPhone 10, so I shouldn't mm-hmm. have even tried to stretch it to that point. Right. But yeah, my phone wasn't coming on. I actually took a taxi to the gym. Um, before, like, luckily I remembered the address to the gym. Like, yeah, Kip, is that Kip Atlanta Collegiate? Um, so I had a lot of challenges even within that day, but ended up doing a great tryout. Um, and so basically they already had a set number of teams. So obviously in the league, they, they had seven other teams that were already well-established, you know, stacked, you know, with great players. And the thing about it is like, this isn't like, like you said, this isn't just gym pickup. You know, mm-hmm. these are collegiate players, like top collegiate players, people that are overseas, former, current WNBA players that play in this league. And so right. you are working every game. And so right. when I was trying out, I was trying out for the new team that they were creating. And so did well in the tryout, ended up being on this new team. Um, so that was already a challenge because pretty much you have six weeks of action. Um, so every weekend I was traveling down to Atlanta, um, taking a flight to get down there, um, invest my money, invest my time, energy, obviously. And I was traveling like early Saturday. So I would wake up around like four in the morning, um, get there uh, probably around 8 a.m., just hang out Mm -hmm. at the airport just to get my mind right. And then game time was like at 12 p.m. After the game, I would fly back to Virginia. So I was doing that every weekend because Mm -hmm. I really just wanted to do this, but also just see, you know, if I still had it, you know, because it's been, you know, my last like, organized organized was with the WABA um and so the challenges with it like in terms of the team we didn't have a lot of consistency because not every player like pretty much we didn't have a consistent roster every week unfortunately Mm -hmm. um we had we had a new coach so the coach was new we were new trying to learn each other and we had some really great moments but I think just our thing was like we wouldn't be consistently like efficient throughout the entire game. And, you know, we're playing top teams, you know, um, teams that, again, are well-established. They play with each other. Um, and so we didn't have the best season. It, it taught me a lot. Um, it taught me about the role that I had to take, you know. And I think going into next season, I would definitely um, keep that in mind in terms of, like, my leadership. Um, and I, I look at those stats and I'm like, it's okay. For me, it's okay. But I, I know I want to elevate it better in terms of, like, the assists, the rebounds, um, even steals, you know, things of that sort, because we're playing these top teams, then I have to elevate my game in terms of my leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already, like, I'm, I'm excited for this offseason because I want to just do better and be better 
um, and stick stick it out because I think it's easy to like leave and quit. Like, okay, we we had a bad season. Um, just go to it. Go go to go join another team. You know, like Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love Katie to death, but I mean, I can't join the team that beat us. You know what I'm saying? Right. I be quitting after um scoring two points per game, and then I start missing. I just walk off the court like I quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, again, I'm just already thinking about what I can do to just be better and elevate, right. and so that we can be um, the story that shocks everybody next season. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, Jamar, remember that time uh, doing pickup basketball at Purdue? I quit in the middle of the game because I was just having a bad game and my shots weren't going in, and I missed wide open layups and stuff. and. Everybody started laughing at me because I had on um, some, like, white shoes that was real dirty. I just quit. I just walked off the court and said. Yeah, I, I thought you were tired <laughs> that day. That's <laughs> <I was> old. <laughs> so it was really, really rough that day. Uh, that was the day, Ari, that turned around my life and I said I need to stick with the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, on the other hand, uh, Jamar, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my stomach hurt. Um, on the other hand, Jamar and brothers, you guys got any questions as we um, continue to get to know Ari? Um, I just think I, I don't have any questions per se, but I think I'll just say, you know, that's just an amazing story. You know how she got to Atlanta, bro. Mm -hmm. Having so much trouble, but she still made it. That just showed, even the flying out there every week, that just showed your dedication. Mm -hmm. I can't be denied that. I mean, from anybody, you just have to respect that. So that's a salute to you. Appreciate you. Yep. That's that's facts because, you know, everybody can come up with an excuse to why they can't accomplish something they, you know, they want to accomplish. It's not too many people that actually take action. And right. my thing is, if you really want something bad enough, you'll stop making excuses, ex excuses, and actually implement something to get to where you gotta go. So, yeah, yes, sir, that's real. That is very, very, very real. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, um, Ari, that is a fantastic story. And you know, uh, sometimes you gotta spend money in order to make money. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, and definitely. So, uh, you know that is a fantastic thing, and that's an amazing story for all our viewers to look at and, and marvel at. Um, and so, yes. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's progress with our conversation. Uh, let's talk about a moment that I know is near and dear uh, to our sister Ari. Um, Dwayne Wade was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and um, I recall in our last conversation in June, you stated that Dwayne Wade was uh, like one of your favorite players of all time. And so um, he happens to be also one of our favorites because he's a Chicagoan. Um, and, you know, I've watched his journey as a kid. I remember hearing about him as a kid, as a, as a kid, literally. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just curious to know, like, how did that feel to see one of your favorite athletes and basketball players of all time uh, get inducted into the Hall of Fame? And so please know, world, that his fellow classmates included one of the greatest coaches of all time, Coach Greg Popovich, uh, the, the San Antonio Spur point guard, Tony Parker, uh, Paul Gasol, his championship with the Lakers, Dirk Nowitzki. We all remember that championship against the Heat and his great career, as well as Becky Hammond, amongst others. And so we're just curious to know, how did that feel to see one of your favorite athletes and basketball players of all time uh, get inducted into the Hall of Fame? 
Yeah, for me personally, I mean, it's not surprising because, I mean, he, he's just just great. He was a very amazing player. I think I think people forget about the type of career that he had and the way that he was able to do it even before LeBron got there to the Heat. And so, right. yeah, great for him, great for his legacy, his family. Um, I like how he's also invested into women's sports, you know, yeah. um, and having a stake into that. I think it just – it's just it's good to see that aspect too. Um, that he's committed to trying to, you know, just expand the outreach in terms of the WNBA and things of that sort. So yeah, very proud of him. Like I said, growing up, um, definitely was a fan, you know. Um, I think just being in Florida and I think, you know, Orlando wasn't really big fan of them. I mean, they were closer to Jacksonville, Florida, but definitely um I was thinking about Miami, you know. Right. Bigger market. So, yeah, that's why I like doing weight a lot. Right. Let me ask you, though, do you have any um, any love for Orlando since you're not far from there? Um. Yeah, I mean, I remember traveling down there with my church. <laughs> we used to go to some of the games. But, I mean, I think other than Dwight Howard, <laughs> like the leg, I think people forget about him, too, and how great right. he was and dominant. Um, but it's just, they couldn't really figure it out, you know, but it was right there. Um, but no, <laughs> was not right. really connected to them as a fan. Right. And, and you, you bring up a really good point. Like, um, when it comes to Dwight Howard, a lot of people don't remember just how dominant he was. He was oh yeah. Yeah. He was that dude. He was up he was there. Dude. He was up there. I mean, I don't know, I guess. If you could pick between, uh, I don't know, that's kind of hard. If you say like Dwight, prime Dwight and prime Shaq. Mm. Uh, for me, um, yeah, uh, I got Shaq. What about you? What about you, Ari? I don't know. I feel like the easy answer is Shaq, but honestly, I would love to see. I guess if if Dwight was playing in Shaq's generation or if Shaq was playing in Dwight's era, what would you say? Still Shaq. Still, either way. Yeah, because Shaq, when he was in his prime and he had uh, that, that, he wasn't the, the, the cactus in Phoenix, but you know, the Orlando and the LA Laker. Yeah. He was, he was a force. <laughs> so, so when he was the diesel and not unlettered 87, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you guys can look at the pictures with Cleveland and 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 the Shaq in Boston, and you can yeah. tell he was very different from the Diesel in Orlando and in L.A. And so, um, yeah, it's a really good one though because Dwight Howard. I mean, if you take a look at the man, if you take a look at the man, mm -hmm. like he was a man amongst boys, a grown man, mm -hmm. and so um, it's it's interesting. You bring up a nice point. It's interesting. Um, let me ask you this, though. And, Jamar, maybe you guys, uh, what do you think about this? Who had the most dominant span in Orlando's history between Shaq and, and Dwight Howard? Uh, it would probably be Dwight. Because I believe. Is he there yeah. longer? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Couple years. Like yeah. Maybe three. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. That's tough. 
because they, they both think, are dominant in their yeah. lanes. So both went, both lost in the finals. Both went to the finals. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, let's keep in mind though, Shaq had Penny with him. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh Prime Penny too, no injury before injury. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I always wonder if he would have stayed in Orlando, what that would have been like, you know, like with Penny, if if you know he would have stayed and if Penny would have stayed healthy. Remember, they beat us, y'all. They beat us in the playoffs. Yeah, beat Michael Jordan. Yeah. But they got swept in the finals, though. Yeah. They, they got whooped by the uh <laughs> by the <Rockets. laughs> Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. At least at least Orlando got one with uh right, with, with the uh, Lakers, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh the white just because I mean that we, we saw peak Dwight like the unappreciative Dwight Howard that goes unnoticed these days that should have been a top seventy five player. That's probably the biggest travesty that I've seen in regards to him. But you know, also the fact that the way that team was built around Dwight and his impact alone, like I just feel like his like dominant impact on the defensive end and how we've probably never seen an athletic center like that before. Yeah. Like people forget that this man was touching the top of the backboard. Like his range mm. as far as being a rim protector and finishing the bat the ball in a league that was starting to transition to the three-point shot. Because his team was basically four out and him in the middle. Mm-hmm. You had Hito, when you had Rashard Lewis, when you had JJ Reddick, Ray for all Jameer Nelson. Like when you had those guys, uh yeah. Petra, like it, it was de- definitely the white do your thing down low, everybody else we shooting threes. And it worked. And then mm-hmm. the last thing I'll say is remember the puppets, the LeBron and Kobe puppets that they they just kept promoting. Like they wanted those two to be in the final so bad. And the White House. I like, remember 2009. Yes, everybody was looking forward to it. Everybody. Yeah. And so the fact that if you heard the White in a recent interview, he said he was real mad about that, and that's the reason why that they really got rid of the Cavaliers this quick. So mm-hmm. I'm going to White with that one. Mm. Yes, well, Jamar is going with Dwight Howard as having a more dominant span in Orlando than Shaq. And he raised some very valid points. It might make some folks be like, what the hell is he talking about? That's Shaq he's talking about. But he brings up some very valid points. Um, and so I can see that, Jamar. I can see that definitely. Um, yes. And so, all right, uh, guys, let's progress with our conversation um we uh want to know uh ari the nba season's coming up you are a hoops fan we're hoop fans um and we see a lot of splashes have been made this off season uh with the nba um you know we see phoenix made some big moves um etc uh we see golden state picked up chris paul um right. so um we got some squads out there now that are uh valuing for an nba championship we even see the lakers made some quiet moves um we we see milwaukee was injured last year in the playoffs um and so basically just curious um jamar will start with you and we'll start with you and then ari um want to know give us your top five nba championship contenders for this season 
you had to make a top five list of the top NBA championship competitors for this season, Jamar, Ian, and then Ari, uh, give the world your top five NBA championship contenders for this season. Jamar, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Um, whew. All right, so... Number one, obviously, the defending champs, right? Because that team, the Denver Nuggets, um, Jokic proved that he was, you know, last year's best player in the world. Like, that man did everything under the sun, and they have a, you know, terrific supporting cast. Even still, um, with the movement in offseason, the Nuggets are still that team until somebody says otherwise. The second one here, I feel like had things not went, you know, the opposite way, I feel like this team probably been in the finals. The I, already Milwaukee Bucks. I already know who he's talking about, yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks, is, I feel like Giannis is really that guy. That team, uh, they basically running it back. They brought back Brooke Lopez, re-signed Chris Middleton. Um, team has a lot of depth. Team is – already has championship DNA. So I'm, I'm with that. I don't know this. I feel like this is where the list starts to get tricky. I'm going to go third with the Boston Celtics. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. I, know. I, I mean, they, they got, they got Chris. Up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They made that move. Um, I know some people, you know, may feel a certain type of way about, you know, the departure of Marcus smart, but I mean, if you're paying, you know, one guy 300 mil, you're about to pay another guy well over 300 mil here in the future. Yep. I mean, you, you've been to the conference finals like every year. Um, been to NBA finals. I mean, at this point, you, you just got to get it done, right? You got to get so, it done. That's that. Um, so the team I got number four, this here is more so – I guess based on potential, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Okay. I mean, yeah, the depth is still is probably is going to be the biggest question mark. But you know, I feel like talent usually wins, especially when it comes to playoff series and stuff. It's usually whoever has the best players in a four out of seven settings. Like that, that's oh. usually the one that get it done. So Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Bradley Bill, like I'm a big fan of Bradley Bill, so that that right there. Yeah. Five, like I'm, like to be honest with you, man, I'm I'm stuck, I'm stuck between three teams. Okay. I mean, I I can't stand them, but you know the Lakers. I mean, they they you know. I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't been a Lakers fan at all. Even in the youth, that I, I can't stand them, but I can't knock what they've done from getting to the conference finals, the moves that they had in the offseason. They, they look nice on paper. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the other two teams, I, I don't know if, if I'm just, uh, you, know, you know, hopeless, you know, over the top, just wishing here. It's just something about the Clippers to me. I, I just don't, you know. Okay. Because I feel like if, you know, the injuries didn't occur, I feel like it had been a different story last year in the playoffs. But I know that's the same episode, like, every year. I know that. 
Right. But I just feel like Westbrook and that uniform just does something for me. And I right. know that that's that's I, I want to say that's your current favorite player in the league, right? Uh which guy? Uh, Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my bar, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's just something about that to me. And then the other team that I would say that I feel like is a sneaky team at this point is probably Memphis with the addition of Marcus Smart, with the addition of Derrick Rose, with this team actually going to the playoffs and going through some adversity, losing that matchup. That team, with the subtraction of Dylan Brooks, maybe this team here might be, you know, be poised in my opinion. So that that's my top five. Well, you making the world go crazy right now, Jamar. And I know they are. Uh, they, they, people saying, where's Miami? Golden State. Well, until until Miami pulls off Damian Lillard, until Golden, until Clay Thompson actually looks like Clay Thompson, until right, right. you know everybody actually starts to look like somebody. I mean, this is what I got uh, mm-hmm. on August nineteenth. Well, somebody else said the Clippers can't stay healthy. <laughs> somebody <laughs> said that. I said that. <laughs> the Clippers just gonna clip. I mean, Anthony Davis, we could throw him in the same boat with the Clippers then if we can talk about health. Yeah. Exactly. This is true, but he was healthy the last playoffs, and look what the Lakers did. Is he going to be healthy this playoffs? Yeah, that's the problem, yeah. <laughs> if, if he is, if he is, right? You know, but then you can also say with the Clippers, if the Clippers are healthy, what can they do? You know, but Paul George. Kawhi Leonard boy, Kawhi Leonard boy, you touch his leg, he hurt. He almost is equivalent as Anthony Davis. Like I saw him at a uh, Whataburger in LA, and I just went ahead and I just like, what's up? And he walked and he just got injured. I'm like, damn, I ain't even do nothing to you, bro. Like, and so um, yeah, it's it's rough out there. It's rough out there. And so yes, um, with that being said, Ian, let's go top five, bro, because um, the world right now is going crazy after Jamar's top five. Uh, so of course, number one would be Denver. Um, at two, I would have the Celtics, but I think the Celtics window is closing real fast. So I think this will probably be their last year to, uh, um, you think their window closing really? Yeah, like I mean, like what? you said, they've been to Jalen Brown's 25, bro. Yeah, but I think they're going to hit a crossroads with that team. It's only so much money they could give out, so. I think, uh, you know, they don't really get it done. I think mm. I just start breaking up the team a little bit. Um, I got I got Milwaukee three. Four and five is tricky for me. So I'll, I'll put Phoenix at four uh, just based on that roster as of right now. I don't know how um, – I don't know how the bench is going to be because they're so top-heavy. You know, with that, with that big, with that big three, well, really the starting five, um, and five is really, really kind of a toss up for me. Um, like between the three teams, you got the Warriors, the Lakers, and like Jamar stated, if the Heat pull off the Damian Lillard trade, you know, maybe the Heat or a sleeper could be the 76ers if they get Damian Lillard. So. I, I would say that would be my top five. But but who's your top? I mean, you got a lot of what ifs for that fifth. You got to pick a fifth team. I got to pick one. Uh, yeah. If I had to pick one today, 
I will go. I will go with a recent defender. I will go with the Warriors. You can't count out. You can't count out the the Splash Brothers and with the veteran guard like Chris Paul. That's that's a pretty good signing. Although you know he's in his later years, but you know, they don't really need him to do much, but just facilitate. So, right. Okay. And by the way, um. Prescott JB stated that the Clippers sponsored by Icy Hot, Bad <laughs> Mule Athletic Tape, and AARP. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's basically good morning, Prescott JB. Um, that's what he stated who sponsors the LA Clippers because apparently they can't stay healthy for nothing. And so, um, again, he stated that the Clippers are sponsored by Icy Hot. Band-Aids. And it, I'm just curious, uh, Prescott JB, is Band-Aid, is that a national brand, like Band-Aid? Um, um, and so, because I know Icy Hot's a brand, so Icy Hot, Band-Aid, Mueller Athletic Tape for athletes. You know about that, right? Wow. Athletes, yeah. right? <laughs> Mueller Athletic Tape and AARP. Um, they got some really good sponsors here. I, I, I see JB Prescott in midseason form already. Yeah, he's in Michigan form. <laughs> okay, yes. And Prescott JB, he, he replied back and he stated, it is a brand just like Xerox. And FYI, well, Xerox is uh, for papers to print, et cetera. And so, yes, um, bring up a really good point, Prescott JB. Um, on the other hand, yes, Ari, um, curious to know, um, who is your top five NBA championships contenders for this season? All right. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a definitely throw a wrench into things. I ain't I ain't gonna put in the Warriors in there, the Lakers, or the Phoenix <laughs> Suns. Okay. I ain't putting none of them in there. All um, right. so definitely Denver number one. I mean, yeah, you got to respect them just just based on you know they figured it out. Obviously, they're gonna want to get another one back to back, and I definitely think they can do it if they have all the pieces right now. Uh, the way that Jamal Jokic is just a walk-in double at this point with the way that he's able to, you know, facilitate, be the big man, and just have that team together. So I think, yeah, and that's hard because, again, like injuries, this is if no injuries. No injuries, got the same team, they figured out. Um, So Denver, um, Milwaukee next. I think mm -hmm. that Giannis is going to get, get them back there um, for sure. Um, I got to go with my Clippers because the way that Westbrook played, if uh, Paul George and uh, I forgot his name right now because <laughs> he's injured. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he don't play I mean, at all. I, just, so I, I forget his name. I forgot his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paul George and Kawhi get it together. Like yeah, yeah. I think they can definitely be contenders. You know, um, and I think again, like Westbrook always has something to prove. So I mean, I'm gonna stick with that. Um, I kind of, that's interesting. I'm gonna put the Celtics next. I think I definitely agree with Ian. Their window is closing. Um, okay. they got a, they got, and especially they just that's lost. Crazy. Uh, I, I don't see that one. I, I think they can make it work. Mm. I think they yeah. can make it work. Um, so I'm putting in there, and then I'm gonna throw another wrench. I'm gonna put Sacramento in there because I feel as Sacramento. though without the injury. I think that they would have got a little far further without um, DeAndre getting hurt. Yeah, you. So you think they would have got past the Warriors in the first oh, round? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they would have gave the Lakers a run 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Round. Definitely. They're young. They're scrappy. And you need that in the playoffs. You need the youth. Right. That's why, like, I love the Lakers. I want them to win, but it's just hard with the injuries. LeBron's getting older. Um, and they just don't have the experience to get to that point, I think. And then Phoenix, they always disappoint. They're going to disappoint. Um, mm. they, they haven't played together. And I think the little market, like the little market right now is really booming because they have trusted the process at this point, you know, um, they played together. So I don't think that, I mean, I know the politics of it. They want them to be there, but I just don't see it happening unless they make some moves. Right. So let, mm. me, let me, let me ask you this. Cause when I was doing my list and I was going through and I was the you know, determining between the last couple of teams. I was briefly looking at Sacramento, but I'm like, is De'Aaron Fox good enough to be the best player on a championship team? That's the question for me, and that's the question I got for you. Do you think that he's the best player to be on a championship team? Because that's what it would take to really be, you know, to get propelled on to where they need to be. I think he could do it. I think he could do it. It, 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 and I kind of wanted to put the Knicks in there, but it's just like they don't. Uh, I can't because like the only one there, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about Villanova kid, and I'm just like he can't like do it by himself. <laughs> yeah, um, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Um, I think he could do it because they have he has the pieces around him. The Knicks, they got it. They got to make some move. I'm sorry, they got to break some hearts on that team because. Like Jalen was by himself. I think if they if he had some pieces, I would put the Knicks in there too. But yeah, I think he can do it. I think he's gonna break some hearts in this playoffs. Long as he stays healthy, I think he can. I think he's ready. He he did it against a, a tough team. Like the war they forget how good the Warriors are. Like yeah. that's not easy to do on the big stage. So yeah, I'm put him in there. Right, yeah. Um, y'all, and by the way, to address the comments, we got a number of them. Um, basically, um, Jay Coleman, he brought up something interesting. He stated, Pelican's definitely a contender if Zion is back and going to stay healthy. I noticed we all, uh, Jay, got a number of questions about health. <laughs> so if Zion's healthy, <clears throat> if the Clippers are healthy, you know, if, if, this team is healthy, et cetera. And so um, a lot of what ifs. Jamar just stated if Clay Thompson is back in Clay Thompson form. And so we're making a lot of assumptions based off of what if. Jay Coleman gave us his top five Pelicans, Suns, Warriors, Bucks, Celtics. Um, also, the comments state, yeah, every year, boy, we got a lot of comments. It's hard to keep up with them. Um, and that's that's good. And so, yes, um, Zion been in the lab and looking great. Somebody don't like that we picking the Lakers. I'm going to pick the Lakers. Um, and so, picking up my top five, um, no disrespect to the Milwaukee Bucks, okay? Um, but I can't pick them over Miami. Um, and so, um, I got Denver as my number one team. Yes, Denver, we got to respect Denver. Um, number two, I got Boston because Christoph Porzingis brings um, a great element to this team. He brings height, and he brings a lot of length defensively. That was something that actually uh, Boston was kind of missing, um, especially when uh, Williams wasn't on the floor. 
Um, but now they got Chris Stapp, and he can actually shoot three, which is great. Um, Al Horford, um, I know somebody stated that Al, Facebook user, you stated that Al Horford wasn't coming back um, or that he's he's actually still on the roster. And um, as far as I know, he's been a veteran that's been very productive his whole career. Um, so I like Boston to be in the mix of things. This team has went to various conferences. Ever since these guys have come in the league, Boston has been in the conference finals or better. Ever since they've come in the league. Um, only time they lost is when Kyrie messed it up. Now, we know what happens with Kyrie. He messes everything up. But outside of that, Boston has been literally knocking on the door. And so it's time for Boston to knock that door down finally, just as Denver was knocking on the door, as we know y'all, for years prior to. Um, so Denver, Boston, I got to pick Miami. <laughs> and and if Damian Lillard's going to Miami, then guess what? Uh, Boston is in some real trouble. Some real trouble because Miami is scrappy. They defend. Jimmy Butler's a dog. Uh, Eric Spoke is one of the best coaches in basketball. Um, and not to mention that this team is just built for the playoffs. Jamar, you even mentioned. Um, and if I had the replay prior to the playoffs, you mentioned Miami has been a sleeper. This team played in the, what, play-in tournament. And the Bulls, we was happy because we was up with three minutes to left, and then Miami hit threes and hurt our hearts. And after that, they got into the playoffs. And it led to your speech, like you say, Ari, of uh, our brother, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, gave us the most heartfelt speech in sports for the year. He should be nominated for an ESPY. But it was because the Miami Heat, it was because <laughs> Miami Heat, okay, put the heat on him and his squad. Um, and so I got Miami. On the other end, I got Golden State. I'm not going to sit there and sleep on Golden State like Golden State still not them dudes. Now, with Chris Paul there, you take him away from Jordan Poole, you got some defense now. You got a veteran that's going to make sure the team is in the right places. Um, you got a guy that can go back and forth in the fourth quarter with other guys. Steph Curry got some pressure off of him now. Uh, but that leaves Clay Thompson more open. Um, that leaves Steph Curry more open. And do you want to just let those guys be open shooting threes? Really? So, Golden State. And lastly, I'm going to actually go with Phoenix. Um, I'm not going to sleep on Kevin Durant. I'm not going to be disrespectful to him. Um, Bradley Bill, he's the guy that's going to come in hungry, y'all. He got something to prove. He had no playoff experience really outside of Washington and all of the the best they have was with the second round from a couple years. Um, he's been an all-star for years. He's been one of uh, the top players in the league, and he is hungry, and he coming in with something to prove. And so, Phoenix, uh, watch out for this team, the Wild Wild West. Um, I'm sorry, Lakers. Um, I was going to put y'all in, but when I based off of these other teams, they appear to be better. Um, the Lakers do got a chance to be a sleeper team. Um, I know Richard Jefferson just picked them as a sleeper team going into this season. Um, and so we'll see what the Lakers do. They got a nice squad, but there's some other teams out there. If we just talk about top five, and it was hard, Jamar, because we only could pick five teams. And so, Jamar, you picking a bone with my list here? Uh, because, yes. I got the late. I, I got Phoenix. I got Golden State. I got Miami. I got Boston, and I got Denver. Uh, yeah, sorry, Milwaukee. Um, sorry, Lakers. Um, Milwaukee got some proving to do to me. They got a lot of proving to do to me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of questioning are they even still the same Milwaukee team as a couple of years ago? Because the way they went out of the playoffs, they went out soft. 
real soft. I'm not okay. my top five. All right. So so yeah. the only the only question I'm coming at you. Miami. They got what by Mm-mm. no, get out of my top five. Okay. All right. So speaking of Miami, uh this this is for you and, and Dwayne, because I know you know Dwayne is Heat Nation. Um so my thing is like, yeah, you know, about what three months ago, three, four months ago. I was on the Miami bandwagon, and, and rightfully so, because they was either a first-round exit or a championship contender, you know, within the same team because they had that potential, and Lord and behold, they went to the finals. But I think the, the, the things that make them so great, I don't know if they are there at the moment. It, it's the Gabe Vincents of the world who went to the Lakers. It's the Matt Struss of the world that went to the to the Cavs. The the role players that actually played up to that level, they're no longer there. So it's my thing is, can Miami still be that? Because I know Jimmy is Jimmy, but as we saw, Jimmy ran out of gas. Yes. Because Jimmy can't, can't do it by himself. Bam out of bio. Like at times he could be brilliant. At times he could be like DeAndre Ayton, and I still can't find DeAndre Ayton right now. I don't know where that man's at, but. <laughs> that's my thing with the with the heat like i don't know if the depth and the heat culture is ingrained with what they have right now i know for most players sure but i don't know if they have the sustainability at this moment to do what they need to do to get back to that level that's my issue i see your point man but i when i think of the miami heat right now guess who i think of ari i kind of think of the patriots of old i kind of think of the san antonio spurs of old it don't matter they can plug in, guys, and when it comes to a system, they'll find their way. Because sometimes it's about the development, sometimes it's about the culture, and sometimes it's about, um, you know, just having the right people around you to put you in the right place is successful. And I think that's one thing that Miami does better than everybody in the NBA right now um, outside of Golden State. Um, and so, basically, uh, if I'm, I'm just making my pick, y'all. Now, if Miami don't get Damian Lillard, I'm with y'all. No, get out of my top five. But I'm assuming that Damian Lillard, the way these rumors have been stated and that he wants to go there, Damian Lillard goes to Miami. They're in my top five, and they are super dangerous because Jimmy Butler can be tired. You got Dame time, and he going to take a lot of pressure off of him and Bam Adebayo too. And so um, that, that pick, y'all, is just strictly based off of Damian Lillard possibly going to the um, Miami Heat, which which has been uh, heavily rolled. On the other hand, uh, we got a, a number of comments. Um, Jay Coleman stated, sounds like Brandon onto some A for the list. Thank you. Um, Dwayne Hawkins stated, until he gets running up and down the court. Um, and so he is talking about um, LeBron. I don't know. How did LeBron get into this, y'all? Uh, <laughs> Prescott JB stated, if LeBron would just shave his head, the slander he received will make him play as hard as he did when he was 21. Um, Jay Gold Coleman stated, Lakers ain't no base. <laughs> All the other teams improving, and the West is deep. Braun should have stayed in the East. That's a good point. Should have stayed in the East. Um, Dwayne Hawkins, he's agreeing with you, Jamar. That's the same issue with Boston. Um, but Charles, <laughs> with that Celtics wave, because it's – JT and JB, you right, Dwayne. We like the Celtics because those two guys. Um, and then he also stated, put me on the show right now, LMA. This is like, um, so, <laughs> My <bad> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, 
it, it's okay, Dwayne. I I I like Miami. Um, Dwayne Hawkins, by the way, Ari is a Miami Heat fan, um, okay. and he has the right to be. This is a great organization. Um, and Jay Coleman stated, Missoula is going to be a much better coach this year. His coach was one of the biggest reasons the Celtics did not go further. Honestly, ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Jay Coleman. He at moments was inexperienced in that conference finals against mm-hmm. uh, Eric Spoelstra, Jamar. We know it. There was moments where, like, he was it just like Eric just kind of knew. Okay, I know the Preston's button already, and. You could kind of see, you know, Missoula trying to figure it out, like on the fly, like, uh, uh, uh. and so that's a really good point, Jay. Um, he will have another year of experience under his belt. I also heard as a potential top five, y'all is Cleveland. And the comments, and we get a chance to uh, really learn uh, how to work these comments, Jamar and Ian. But um, basically, um, I ran into a Facebook user. Uh, good morning, sir or ma'am, um, they stated that Cleveland is a sleeper for the top five, and I kind of like, okay, because of another year of experience, um, we got your boy from uh, Gary uh, and, um, and Jamar. Garland. Um, Gary the Garland. Point guard. Um, I mean, yeah, they got two great bigs. Um, extra touchdown. Mitchell. I mean, of course, we know about Donovan. <laughs> so, like, um, man, don't don't speak about Donovan right now, man. What Donovan? That dude, he scored seventy five this year. Yeah, but uh, what do you do against the Knicks? Yeah, he nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Knicks over there. <laughs> he got I'm still stuck on. So you're taking <laughs> Damien or not? You're taking the Heat over a healthy Giannis because remember Giannis wasn't even healthy the whole series. So you're taking him, right. that over a healthy Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew. Experience. Now, as stated, Ari, this is if Damian Lillard. It's if. And so if even Damian if goes, Lillard, yes, is with the Miami Heat. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm yes. Yes. Okay. They've, he's never gotten to that point. Right. Now, of course, like right now, no. But remember, my pick, y'all, is based off of if Damian Lillard goes to the Miami. If he doesn't, yes, I agree with you guys. Of course. No, Miami is not a top five team. Um, I will put Milwaukee there. I would. I would Even with Milwaukee. Damian, I'm still taking the Bucks over them. Just Wait, say that again. Even with Damian, I'm still taking the Bucks over them, just based on experience. No, 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 no. Where, what do y'all think about Aries' comments here? He may, he may get a good, nice well, little game, but in a series, in a series, they're gonna you, win. They're gonna beat the Bucks. You, you four need times. to listen to the educated lady. Uh, they're gonna beat the. They're gonna beat the Bucks four times. He does have four degrees, right? Um, <laughs> they're not beating them. <laughs> Facebook Help. user stated Cleveland barely top five in the East, and Dwayne Hawkins stated, "What are y'all smoking on the show today?" Ari, what was you about to say? It's not happening. I love Dane, but it's not happening. And he's mm. not leaving. Don't let that man fool you. He's not leaving. <laughs> you don't think he's leaving Portland? No. He always says Portland. this. Right. Get everybody going for the whole summer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just standing Portland. Oh, I'm staying. I'm staying. Max. I only needed some new uh Instagram followers. So that's that's why I said that. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Dwayne Hawkins stated that Middleton pulls a disappearing act every year. 
He I'm, does at times. He showed up this I, playoffs, though. I must admit, he was trying his best. When, and and um, I can say this. Giannis I can say still. the same thing about Bam Adebayo. He he could pull a disappearing act too. Yes. I mean, but he makes up for other things, right? We can make that argument about Bam. If Bam ain't scoring, he damn sure playing some defense. And if he ain't doing that, he damn sure rebounds. And if he ain't doing that, he damn sure making the right pass. Okay. Okay. He also have games where he he just goes missing. He'll have a good first half, and then the the rest of the game he'll go missing. He he go missing on the scoreboard. He got to miss it. But I don't think he go missing in other aspects because he he does so much. This guy's like an all NBA defender. He does a lot of things. Sometimes you might have to go missing in order to be present in other things, right, Ari, as a basketball player, right? Sometimes you might have to go missing on scoring points because Max Scruz and all the other guys are getting their shots up. Because he had a game like that in the finals. I think he had a big first quarter or first half score, like 15 or 18 points. And then the rest of the game, I don't even think he scored no more. Or he, maybe he had two to four points, and I think they ended up losing. Was it it might have been the closeout game, I believe, in Denver. I think it was a closeout game. He, had, he started off fast, and he was nowhere to be found for the rest of the game. Right. And so, yes, guys, we got a, a request from Jay Coleman. He stated, pick the conference finals teams. And so that we put, we put under pressure right now, y'all. Pick the conference finals teams and add one West team as the West is the stronger conference. And so I guess, Jay, in this case, you asked him for us to pick which two teams we think will make the conference finals and add one West team as the West is the stronger conference. So, like, maybe a sleeper for the West, a third team or something. Um and so just quickly, Jamar, um, if you had to pick – good morning, Victor Young. Um, if you had to pick two teams right now that would make the conference finals at each conference, who would you pick as your picks for the conference finals? Yeah, let's well, go with the East first, y'all. Let's go with the East. Well, Milwaukee and Boston. Okay. So in the West, Denver – Denver, Phoenix, and then my other team. I'm a I'm a wishful thinking guy. L.A. Clippers. I knew you was going there. I knew it. I mean, yeah, it's consistent with my list. Right. Um. In. Um. For the East, I'm gonna say the. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I was going. Wayne Hawkins gonna stay. Choose the Bears. Boy, if you don't lay off the Bears, don't make me don't make me that picture of Ezekiel Elliott with his shirt off and that belly hanging oh and, and Patriots sign and Ezekiel. Don't make, don't make us talk about the Patriots. Oh, no, and, and. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Boston. I'm gonna go with Boston and Milwaukee. In the West, I'm gonna go with Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver and the Warriors. And for my sleeper in the West, 
You know what? For my sleep in the West, I'm gonna go with Sacramento. Okay. Lord. Right. Yep. And so, yeah. Um, that is um, Ian's picks. And just quickly, Ari, I want to address the comments. Victor Young stated, uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, Golden State. Um, Victor Young stated, did I miss the Bears portion of the show? <clears throat> I'm going to be sad if I did. And then Dwayne Hawkins stated, don't make me post y'all record from last season. We know we were 3-14. and 14. Um, <clears throat> Jay Coleman stated, West, I got Phoenix versus Denver. East is Celtics versus Bucks. So, Ari, who you got? Right now, if you had to pick teams uh, for the conference finals, all right, East, let's let's go Milwaukee Knicks. I think the Knicks. Yeah, I got Milwaukee. a ranch too. I'm not finna just. We're gonna go Milwaukee Knicks. Um, and then East. I mean West. Let's go Denver. I'm gonna go Clippers, and then Sacramento, the sleeper. Okay. Uh, for the East, I'm gonna go with if Damian Lillard comes to the East. Uh, Milwaukee um, is not going – I think Milwaukee, no. Um, but I would go with Boston and Miami. Um, and for the West, um, I don't know. I just feel like, man, like Golden State is highly disrespected here. Um, I'm going to go with Golden State making the conference finals. Um I think Denver's going to fall short. It's it's always hard for teams to go back. Um, and so I'm going to go with Golden State. And I think the Lakers are a really well-rounded team. I think they're going to they gonna shock some folks. I'm going to go with the Clippers uh, not making it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Golden State and the Lakers. And I would say as a sleeper team – I can't pick the Clippers, Jamar. I love your Clippers, but I don't know how healthy they're going to be. Um, so I'm going to go with Phoenix as a, a, a potential thing right there. Um, and so Dwayne Hawkins stated, show my comment about Milton, LMAO. We don't know what your comment is, Dwayne uh, uh, Hawkins. Oh, okay. Milton does one thing, and that's score or showing them big-ass teeth with the confused look on his face. But Bam does other things. And so, <laughs> Wayne, that's what you wanted us to, to, to see, really. Um, again, he stated, um, Prescott JB stated, Dame is in Portland having an affair with the milk of magnesia woman from Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> so, basically, uh, that's that's what's happening with Dame Lillard, according to Prescott JB. Ari. Dame is in Portland having an affair with the milk of magnesia woman from Don't Be a Menace. Um, and then Dwayne Hawkins stated Middleton does one thing <laughs> and that score or showing them big ass teeth with, with the confused. <laughs> with the confused look on his face. <laughs> but Bam does other things, and so he's taking up for Bam out of bio. Y'all can't say nothing bad about Bam out of bio in or Jamar. Not with Dwayne Hawkins. You can't say nothing bad about him. Coming at and so yes, um, with that being said, yes, world, that is our uh top five uh NBA championship contenders. Um, yeah, 
And so on the other hand, let's progress. Uh, I don't know who I really picked. It's going to be really hard. I just said some teams, but I do like the Lakers because I'm a LeBron fan. So that's why I picked them. Um, on the other hand, uh, let's now talk some more hoops, Ari. Okay. Uh, let's talk FIBA, World Championship Basketball. And so, uh, World, uh, there's a tournament uh, that starts on August 25th where it really counts. Right now, okay, uh, at the moment we are watching qualifying games and matchups. Um, the tournament concludes on September 10th. And so, actually, right now, the number one ranked team going in, y'all, is Spain, okay? Uh, not the U.S., France or Canada. If you guys have watched FIBA, you see that it's like a lot of our okay players. It's not like, you know, but the United States is so good that they can kind of just send people like Bobby Portis. Um, and so shout out to Bobby Portis. Uh, he is a fellow Chicago Bull and he always has my heart. Um, but of course, the world knows that the overall best country in the world for basketball talent is indeed the United States of America. And so with that being said, I want to know, uh, Jamar and, and Ari, as well as to our viewers, y'all, rock with us on this one, because this is a good tournament here. I, I kid y'all not. There's some squads out there. What other countries do you think pose a threat to us in the tournament? Example given Spain, Canada, France, Japan, Bahamas, Dominican Republic, y'all literally just beat Canada yesterday, and they got Cat on a squad. They got some others. Bahamas got DeAndre Aiden, Buddy Hield. They got another guy, too. I can't remember his name. That's a very good NBA player. So these islands, these little countries, they got some squads, y'all. Not to mention these European squads. And not to mention that Canada got SGA. They got, what's the dude that used to play for the Grizzlies, the Loudmouth, Dylan Brooks. Um, uh, Powell, the light-skinned guy that played for the Mavericks. Zach Eady, Purdue Boilermaker. Um, they got some, they got, they got some, they got some squads. Uh, what's the guy Dort that played for the um Oklahoma City Thunder? He's on Canada. Um, so just curious, Jamar, what squads out there and those squads the United States got to worry about? Um, if they want to win this FIBA uh, basketball tournament, I mean, Canada is the one that sticks out to me the most, and I know you know they end up losing the other day, but. I mean, they, they they have some nice talent on that team. They they, they really do. Um, but as we know, you know, FIBA, you know, playing international and then playing in the NBA is two different, like, dynamics. It's um, two different games, yeah. It is. And so, I mean, in all honesty, I, I feel like, I feel like we're going to be okay because I feel like that it's about to be Anthony Edwards coming out party. I feel like I know that's your boy. I remember for the last couple of years, like you, you was taking Edwards, I was taking Lamelo. But yeah. uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 definitely on the bandwagon, my friend. Like he's different. Yeah, he's a dog out he, there. He's a dog out there. He is because he brings intensity on both ends. Like mm -hmm. I, I like I found a whole highlight clip of him then being somebody up like the whole game, and it it was like great highlights. Like this man is is just different. But but yeah, uh, Canada, they, they have a pretty solid roster. Um, but I mean, other, I, but to be honest, I, I, I don't really see anybody 
like, you know, really giving us a real threat just because the people that we have on the team, mm-hmm. you know, they come in with a chip on their shoulder. They come in with something to prove. It's not like, you know, when we sent that uh, that BS team back in 06 or anything like that. Like, like this is uh, a guy – this is a team full of young, hungry individuals that has – that wants, you know, to put a name, you know, make a name for themselves. So, right. I, I, think, I think we're straight, honestly. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, and your thoughts? Um, I have to agree with Jamar. Um, <laughs> just going through the team, I think, like you said, Canada probably sticks out the most. Um, I'm sure it might, it may be a sleeper you know, that we're not thinking about that we might not, you know, talk about. But I think the, I think the U.S. they're they're, they're pretty good. I think. Um, like they got a lot of guys on that team that got a lot to prove and. A lot of young guys that are stepping into new roles on, you know, their teams in the NBA. So it's kind of it's kind of be like an outlet for them to showcase what they really can do on a on a different stage as well. So and give them more experience as well too. Okay, yeah. Uh, to address the comments, Dwayne Hawkins stated, um, "Aiden be showing up at FIBA like he should in the NBA." And so basically, in other words, he's talking about that DeAndre Aiden is showing up for the Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> right, like uh, he should in the NBA. Um, yeah. And then additionally, true, but a lot of the players are from somewhere else. And so, and thank you, Jamar, for pulling, pulling these up. And so, Ari, um, yeah, who do you feel is a threat to the United States? And um, – I don't know if you had a chance. Have you had a chance to maybe see some of the games or some of the highlights of some of these different countries? They they got some talent. Yeah, I saw one of the games. I forgot who they were playing. Um, they were playing with them a little bit. This was like a week ago. Um, but, I mean, I, honestly, I'm not worried. I'm going to go with the U.S. Regardless, uh, I'm thinking about my brother. His favorite player is Brandon Ingram, and he he be telling me all the time, like, this is his moment. He's going to show up. And I, I do think he will. I think a lot of people sleep on him as a player. And then um, Austin Reeves has something to prove, too. Um, and so I think that those are going to be the ones that really show up. And then just thinking of coaching staff, like her exposure, they're not going to let that happen. So I feel confident in them. I think the Bahamas is cool. Canada, thinking about that. It might be a little bit of competition, but at the end of the day, like they're going to step that level of play up. Um, they, they're not going to embarrass us, you know? Right. The United States has high expectations when it comes to this sport. Um, but I'm worried for the United States, y'all, and here's why. Um, this is not like the NBA, y'all. This is sort of like FIBA's like college basketball. Do y'all see how short the three-point line is? Mm-hmm. We can shoot that three-pointer, really. And so that makes the game super dangerous because anybody can shoot the three, literally any, any five. Spain got a lot of height, y'all, and I've been watching it. I've been watching a lot of these games, the highlights. Spain literally almost took us to overtime. What saved us at the end of the day was Anthony Edwards and, of course, the Villanova boy, Chicago product, Stevenson, Jalen Bronson. Those two guys stepped up for us, and they had to basically do what LeBron do sometimes in the fourth quarter to where they just say, give me the ball, move out the way. They had to do that against Spain because Spain was pushing them and dominating them in the whole 
Bobby Portis was trying his best, but he couldn't really bang with those big guys like that from Spain. Um, so it was dangerous. Another team, y'all, Canada, like we mentioned, they got a lot of NBA talent, and they, you know, I think they was kind of playing with the Dominican Republic a little bit because they had just went into overtime against Spain the day before. And so Spain literally has pushed the United States and Canada to the very the final two minutes of the game. Not saying that they won't get passes, but it does make it as a threat, a real, real threat. France is another threat. France, and yes, I live in Guadeloupe. It's a French island, but France got a lot of talent. They got guys that are not just like Rudy Gobert. They got guys that can get buckets. And I don't even know these guys' names. They play in Europe somewhere. Um, but these guys get a lot of buckets, and they can score just like NBA players can. And they fast, and they got a lot of speed. They got like short guys that's like midgets that's running around a court that can break down your defense. And so it's going to be really interesting, this tournament. The Bahamas, they got a lot of NBA talent. Buddy Yield, DeAndre Aiden. Um, it's another guy I can't even remember. So it's a, a variety of teams. Yes, United States, y'all, is the favorite. They should be. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do worry that we don't have any – we don't have our top, top players. As NBA guys and as people that watch this sport, we kind of sent okay guys. We haven't sent, like, guys that are, like, our best. And that kind of worries me because these countries have sent their best. And so it makes it potentially dangerous for the United States just a little bit. Um, and so to address the comments, Patty Mills be out there balling for Australia like that one Dave Chappelle joke about Kobe, play for your freedom. And so that's the comment by Prescott JB. And then Jake Coleman stated Canada is the biggest threat with Shane, Jamal Murray, Dwight Powell, Dylan Brooks, Kelly Olenek. They are very deep with scrappy players. And so... There's some threats out there for sure. Um, and so the United States, I would say, have to be worried about Canada, Spain, France, the Bahamas. Um, and, I mean, Dominican Republic looks really good, too. I mean, I know it might sound crazy because these are islands. But, you know, they got some talent, really. And so um, another sleeper could be Germany, too. Um, and so, yes, world, that uh, covers um, FIBA. It's going to be very interesting because it's not the NBA. It's like playing college. It's like literally the NCAA tournament. But we still got the best talent. And talent at the end of the day in basketball, especially in professional basketball, wins games. All right. And so uh, let's now, y'all, get into the James Harden comments. And so recently, uh, Ari, as you know, James Harden, he uh, made some comments um, as he was, you know, having a speech and he was talking to the youth and he stated that he doesn't want to be a part of an organization um, that is associated with a liar, um, such as Daryl Morey. And so uh, right now there appears to be a strained relationship because yesterday uh, he stated via the media again that at this point there's no turning back between him and the Philadelphia 76 and the organization and that he uh, in this organization have a strained relationship and there's no point of returning back. And so at this point, it looks like there's farewell um, tours that will be occurring for um, James Harden. And so just curious, um, if you, let's say, 
had to see James Harden join a, a team, or if you wanted to see him join a team, right? We just talked about our contenders. Um, what team would you want James Harden to join? So I'm going to go with you first, Ari. You, Jamar, Dan, you, Ian. And so, uh, Ari, if you had to pick a team that you would like to see James Harden join, because he don't look like he'll be in um, Philly anymore, um, what team would you like to see him join? This is hard because I just I don't like his level of play anymore. I don't want him to join any other team. <laughs> I think he's he's a cancer at this point. You know, he, he's a quitter. He doesn't. I mean, he had that nice. I think he had a fifty point game um, in the playoffs. That one. Um, it's just yeah. hard because I don't know what happened. I don't know what went wrong with him mm-hmm. after Houston. Um, uh, and we are we picking solely contenders? Yeah. Okay. Maybe Cleveland. If he gets his act together, um, mm-hmm. maybe that might be a good place for him. Um, I really don't see him being on any other team without just – is he going to actually care? Mm-hmm. And even just his energy, I just don't like it right now. But he used to be really good, though. It's hard. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Jamar. <laughs> Honestly, I feel the same way. What Ari said, like, I mean, I don't want him on any team <laughs> at all. Like, Please. I want him on like, my team. I mean, you can have him. Uh, I mean, based on. Like, just just think about it. Like, what has he done for me lately? Type deal. Like, you only you only as good as what you can you know do today. And so my thing is, like with him, that there, there is a lot of uh, a diva with him, and and it's like, like in Houston, like he ended up forcing his way out, right? Um, Brooklyn, same thing. Now, all of a sudden, Daryl Morey's a liar. He probably is. He probably is, but at the end of the day, like this is three different stints in like what a three-year window. It feels like, like at the end of the day, you gotta look yourself in the mirror. Like something got to give. And so, as far Let as me ask you this, uh, Jamar, and I'll, after you finish your comment, I'm gonna ask you something about yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess as far as a team that he can go to that, I guess, fits his playing style and whatnot. Um, I, I I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know at this point. Outside of where he's at now. I'm in L.A. I'm in L.A., J. Coleman. Not the Lakers, the opposite. I like to see him on the Clippers. And so you stated he would be good on Lakers. LeBron is – he would be good on the Lakers too. I love to see – him with the Clippers, though, and to see some insurance outside of those two guys, as you stated, Prescott JB, that are associated and sponsored um, with um, AARP and the others. Because if they get hurt, who the hell are they going to go to? Um, I guess they just have Russ to go to and and, and Terrence Mann, um, you know, or maybe Eric Gordon. But, you know, um, he'll be nice. 
On the other hand, um, I'll get to my other team shortly, but M, go ahead. My apologies. Um would be a good look on the Clippers. I mean, he gets I mean, to be honest, James Harden, he gets hurt a lot too. You know, every other month is a angle. But it's not a comparison. It's not a comparison to Kawhi and Paul George. It, it, it no, but uh, it's nowhere near. Nowhere near. No, it's not, but he ain't far behind though. So, you know, I to be honest, I don't know I don't know where he could go. I mean, he's been practically everywhere. Been in the East, he's been in the West. He played with some phenomenal players. The only superstar he probably hasn't played with literally is probably LeBron James. And maybe Damian played with um Dwight Howard, um Kevin Durant. Would he be interested in Portland in? Joel and B. I mean that would be a fair trade. I mean straight up, but I mean, I mean, he'll, he'll, he wouldn't be a contender though, huh? That's it. Portland, he wouldn't. They wouldn't be a contender, right? And that's what that's what I was gonna say. So he he wouldn't be happy with that trade. But I mean, he wants out. You know, if I'm Philly, you know, at this point, I don't I don't give a damn where you go. I mean, you want out? I'll trade you wherever. So I mean, um. What about back in Dallas with Kyrie? That's interesting. I mean, you know? yeah, but then they'll have three players that's ball dominant. How would that work? I mean, also, Phoenix do. Golden yeah. State do. Mm-hmm. That's the but, NBA now. Yeah, but, but Golden State, I mean, Golden State is a little different. Steph can play off the ball. Clay plays off the ball. So that's a little different. With That's almost like having with the – with Dallas, that's almost like having three LeBron James on their team. They're gonna be ball dominant, so they ain't gonna do nothing but play one on one basketball. They're just gonna take turns. Everybody get out the way, let them dribble, dribble, shoot. Brooklyn but, did it, hard, but hard. Brooklyn just did that, bro. And they literally mm-hmm. came literally a a, a, a a shoe string from beating Milwaukee that year. Remember? No. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but it didn't. I mean, eventually it didn't work. It didn't work. Close though. Was this close? Yeah. I mean. I'll throw one in there. Like, you also have three players that don't play any defense at all either. So you, you're going to do that. At least Kevin Durant plays some defense. Right. And it's a seven-footer that's unguardable. The other, like, if you put Harden, Luka, and Kyrie together, like, yeah, where's the perimeter defense? That's the reason why Dallas ain't make the playoffs to begin with. But, guys, who really plays defense in today's yeah. NBA like that? But the offense. Well, you got to play enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. They'll just have to score so much it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right, and they can do that if James Harden yeah. there. I mean, that's, it work. That's, that's, that's a lot of baskets. I mean, we yeah. say the same thing literally about um, Phoenix right now, or you can say the same thing about other teams, but that's the NBA now. And so, Ari, that is very interesting. We're going to bring that up for clips later this week, by the way. Would James Harden work in Dallas? That would be very interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Would he work in L.A.? Would he work with the Bulls? What do you think, Em? I think it's a headache, but I'm a Bulls fan, damn it. And if I'm trying to win games, I know he might be a cancer, but, hey, he might fit in perfectly. I don't know until you try. He might fit in perfectly with Zach Levine and, and, and DeMar DeRozan. It might be three guards, damn it, but in today's NBA, who doesn't have, like, multiple guards? Um, 
if you're the Bulls, do you at least try to check in on them? Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, try I to make a phone call? But you know it's not going to be all three. We're not going to keep all They're going to want – they're going to want – they'll probably want the younger. They're going to want Levine or DeMar DeRozan. It's going to be either one. Probably Levine because he's younger. But, uh, of course, it wouldn't be all three. I wouldn't be opposed to him coming here. I mean, he'll – He'll have the ball a lot. Um, we have some young talent here. Will we be a contender in the East? We'll be in the mix of things. I wouldn't say we'll be a top contender. That's a that's a stretch. But I mean, it's it's not really a lot of places for him to go. You know, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a lot of places. So. Right, but that's the for him. right, but um, he should yeah. Say. Do you at least just get on the phone and say, hey, you know, could this? Of course. Of course. Right. Yes. Um, Jay Coleman stated the Bulls are fried. I love my team, but it's a no. I agree. He's not coming to Chicago. But as a fan, sometimes you just raise the question. Um, and so, yes, uh, James Harden appears to not have many places to go. But at the same time, Ari, you bring up a very interesting point of him potentially, would he be a good fit in Dallas? That's interesting. Um, because of today's NBA, it really is. Um, and so, yes, um, with that, let's conclude to um, our final conversation, which is the WNBA. Um, Jay Coleman also stated Bulls need to rebuild. Zach DeMar, Vuce do not fit on a championship. Uh, level we play for championships, not participation awards. No thanks. And so yeah, Bulls. Um, according to Jay Coleman, needs a rebuild. Um, and so yes, let's uh talk uh, y'all some WNBA. Um, and we're gonna talk some WNBA Ari because we are fans of the WNBA, and I know you are as well. And so uh, basically, it's been a lot happening. Um, we know. Going into the season, y'all, that the Liberty and the Aces, um, they were the top two teams. They made some big splashes this offseason, et cetera. Um, and so, as of late, by the way, as you guys know, the Liberty has owned the Aces. Um, and then additionally, Candace Parker has been out with an injury for the mm -hmm. Las Vegas Aces, and they have been suffering defensively. Um, recently in the Commissioner's Cup, this is like just the in-season tournament for the um, WNBA. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces, again, lost to the New York Liberty. And just, uh, Joquel Jones, Joquel Jones was the MVP, uh, 16 and 15 boards. Um, and so I'm just curious, Ari, um, you can start off first, Jamar, then Ann. Um, which team do you like at the moment? Let's just say hypothetically if Candace were to come back. I mean, she will be back. Um, which team do you think at this moment or – not say at this moment. What team do you think will come out with the WNBA title this season? Now, of course, your ass could be different going into the playoffs, but which team do you think will come out with the WNBA title this season? It's hard because uh, injuries. I I think if Deladon, Ariel, and Shakira didn't go out and they're trying to get back into things, I think the Mystics could have really made – run for their money for sure mm -hmm. um and so it's tough i mean they're getting they just came back last game they played indianapolis um 
I mean, Indiana. I want to stick with them because that's my team right now. But I think that the Aces can definitely recover from it. Um, they have the experience. They have the will. But, I mean, the way that Liberty are playing, they're starting to figure it out too. So I'm kind of yeah. going in between both of them. Um, but I just see Becky Hammond and that team making it happen, getting another one. Mm. Yeah. Might have to go with them. No question. Mm. Aces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, when it all comes down to it's either, you know, Liberty or Aces here. Um, uh, it seems like the Aces are the villains of the league, but <laughs> that's one heck of a villain. Um, and yeah, you, you know, it seemed like Liberty got their number, but like you stated, Candace is out, and I still feel like the Aces are that team. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going Las Vegas here. Okay. And, and who do you got, brother? Um, my answer is very biased. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the aces. I can never go against my girl Aja Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh and just for standings, um, right now, the aces, um, you know, they um are the top team still by record, but the Liberty have definitely caught up with them um as of late. Um and Connecticut Sun has a great team, y'all. Um yeah. The Mystics were good. You know, they've kind of suffered um, due to those injuries, like you mentioned. The Atlanta Dream have been, has been a surprising team this season. And so that's 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 really cool to see. And then the Dallas Wings have been a pretty good team, too. Um, and so, yeah, um, maybe you get to know me a little bit, Ari. Um, but I kind of go with what I see. And so I got the Liberty. I mean, based off of what we've seen recently, they have – beat them by 40 recently and then beat them by 20 the other day. Hopefully Candace Parker and her, um, uh, you know, I just question her age at this point. Um, and so uh, it'll be very interesting to see, but I think the Liberty um, definitely, they're tough. They're tough and they can score a lot. Um, and so, yes. On the other hand, Jay Coleman stated, I lean towards Aces since it's neck and neck, even while Candace is hurt and out. Now, if Candace is hurting now, Jay Coleman, no. Uh-uh. Liberty have been spanking him. Um, but we we talking with a healthy Candace Parker coming back. Yeah. And so we know with her being an all-defensive Hall of Fame player, she makes up for a lot, both offensively and defensively. And so um, if Candace Parker's come back, does that open up things as Chelsea Gray, right, Ari? Does that open up things for Kelsey Plum? Does that open up things for Aja Wilson? You know, open up the doors for our Jackie Young, all those talented players on the Aces. And so um, it appears that we are heading towards the Aces and the Liberty. But there could be some teams, like you mentioned, Ari, that could throw some monkeys in the ranch, such as Washington or Dallas or the Dream, the Connecticut Sun. But it definitely appears to be the Aces and Liberty. And so, um, yeah. All right. And so at this point, um, world that concludes our conversation this morning on the early morning sports talk podcast. Um, thank you all for your comments. Uh, thank you all for rocking with us this morning. 
Um, this was definitely a great and fun conversation. Um, and so, yes, uh, Ari, I want to give you the chance uh, before we do our final thoughts and shout outs. If somebody want to reach Ari, if somebody wants to find her on our Instagram or if somebody wants to reach out to Ariana, um, how can we find you? Where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. So Ari Emmanuel Wright. So A-R-I-E-M-A-N-U-L Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, yeah, so just reach out to me on there. Got all my links in there. All right. Yes. And so, world, uh, we thank you all for rocking with us this morning. Um, and now we get to our final thoughts and shout outs. And so, uh, since you are a guest, uh, Ari, we'll go to you first as well. And so, um, any final thoughts or shout outs as we head into the weekend? Yeah, I mean, just stay the course. I think mental health, I always go back to that. I think mental health is not thought about a lot. Um, and I just really don't want to just kind of speak to anyone that's going through something and you feel alone, you feel as though you don't have any support, you know, reach out to someone to get help, counseling, talk to your friends, talk to your family. I think that um, that is forgetting, like forgotten a lot of times, especially in the world of sports. And we've seen like athletes speak out about that and it yeah. more, especially in 2022, 2023. And so you know, that's on my heart. And I think that we just got to stay together. We got to stick together, especially um, in our black communities. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, thank you for that reminder. It's something that we all need to be reminded of because being silent and know you're going through something, that's a killer itself. And so thank you uh, this morning for reminding us um, and our viewers and everyone of the importance of mental health. Yes. Jamar. Any final thoughts or shout outs, brother? Weekend. Yeah, definitely shout out to our guest Ari for joining us for a second time. Um, as you see, you definitely become a fan favorite for us uh, with all the comments and you know just your perspective on everything. Um, you know, we definitely appreciate you for joining today for sure. Um, and I guess any uh, any other thoughts? Um, <sighs> Hey, I mean, we we almost done with summer. That means we got the fall sports coming around. You know, Bears Nation stand up. We we you know we we optimistic here. Uh, Bulls not so much, but you know that's a different story. And I can't wait for my White Sox season to end because I'm tired of seeing Tim Anderson on his back. So that's. What <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know if you heard Ari what happened with Tim Anderson, but um, did you hear? No, what happened? So he's uh, our all-star shortstop, um, and basically um, he got tagged on second base, and it was a guy um, that plays for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, it's a rival team of ours in the AL Central, and he got into a fight with him. So basically the funny part was he tagged him. He didn't like it. And so Tim Anderson got up just like dudes from Chicago and was like, scrap. <laughs> and he went ahead and he – tried to scrap, and the guy literally, Ramirez, was not trying to fight him. He was trying to be kumbaya. Brother, oh, yeah. please, I don't want to fight. Let's talk about this. Let's negotiate things. And so, and uh, Tim Anderson wasn't listening. He went ahead and tried to punch him, and he eventually got put on his back with one hit, and it was one of the most embarrassing moments in Chicago history. Um, 
because uh, it made Chicago look so bad um, because he literally scrapped up like a South Sider would do and got put on his back um, from a guy who wasn't even trying to fight him. Mm. And um, literally, you know, put straight on his ASS. And it was just like, thanks a lot. I'm talking, thanks about, a lot. talking about legs airborne in the air. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really bad. Like, you know, they had to pick him up and everything. And it was just like. Oh, no. You start the fight and then still lose. But lost yeah. bad. <laughs> That's bad, man. Really bad. He got up and didn't know where he was. It was, oh, it was rough. Yeah. And so, yes. Um, yeah. On the other hand, Ian, any final thoughts or shout out, brothers? We head into the weekend. Um, you know, shout out to Ari for coming on with us again, chopping game with us. Uh it's always great having you on. Um, just having your great insight on the game. Um, like Jamar State, he got the fall sports coming back. Um, so everything will be in. Full swing NBA, NFL is right around the corner. Um, you know, high school sports is starting, uh, football, basketball will be here soon. Um, yeah. also, you know, the kids going back to school, so you know, hopefully, the kids have a blessed, you know, school year. You know, everybody starting back sports and school, kids have a blessed school year this year. Yes, that is true. The kids did just start school this week, yes, and so additionally. To address the comments, Jay Coleman stated, protect yourself at all times. He also stated, Arab, you has to return. Um, and then he also stated, Fields for MVP candidate. And so, yes, I got to get uh, used to Jamar, by the way, not using his phone. The comments are right here. Now, sometimes some of them are hard to see at the top, but um, it's for the most part, everything is easy to see. World, um, I want to thank our sister Ariana for joining us. Thank you, Ari. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Yes. This is always a great time. Yes, it was a blast having you on with us this morning. Um, thank you for making yourself available uh, to rock with us this morning on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Um, and world, we thank you all. May you all have a blessed weekend. A uh, special shout out to She Knows Her Sports LLC uh, mm-hmm. with our sister Helen Bohanna. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, and yes, we look forward to continuing building that relationship with you and your brand. Um, and so world be safe this weekend, put the guns down and put God first and with God, all things are possible. And so we thank you all for rocking with us on the early morning sports talk podcast and may each of you have a blessed weekend. Peace. Peace.